Hey, you all. Welcome back to another episode of the Bare Necessities podcast. To get the cat out of the bag kind of right away, um, one thing that I will mention is that I will be on this podcast um, by myself for the moment, and by no means is this permanent. Um, Unforeseen events came up where Austin has to temporarily take a step back from the podcast until a couple of things can be straightened out and resolved. Um, of course, you guys know that Austin and I worked tirelessly on this podcast uh, for multiple years now, and nothing about that will change. It's temporary and permanent. Uh, it's not permanent by any means. Um, just please be patient and, and let us get this all figured out. We're hoping that at least by the time we get into the end of preseason and the regular season that everything is kind of straightened out here. Um, of course, Austin appreciates all the support that everyone listens to this podcast on, you know, whether it be the actual podcast or the YouTube videos, um, appreciate the support. And we are uh, going to have someone temporarily filling in that was handpicked by Austin. It's a good friend of his. Uh, but ultimately, I just want to get that out of the way. Um, you can expect just to hear my voice uh, today. And that can either be um, a, a very positive thing for you if you hate Austin. <laughs> but overall, I think a lot of you guys will probably be a little bit disappointed by this news. And I do apologize for it. Um, but let's get into the podcast. There's a lot of news that has kind of came out since Austin and I last hopped onto the podcast. Um, some things within the team with the start of training camp, um, you know, some excitement about players showing up, showing out in camp already. Um, kind of the big narrative so far. Well, the team hasn't been in pads. The defense has been has been dominating to a certain extent, but there has been bright spots. So we'll go go ahead and cover some of those, and also talking a little about what has been said by Matt Nagy, kind of getting a little bit of a read of what we could possibly expect uh, over the course of training camp heading into the regular season, seeing how maybe that depth chart's going to shake out, kind of who's going to get touches and in what capacity, and. Also, just uh, some other things as far as outside of the division. Of course, there has been news about what's going on with the team up north, that being the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, we had the development. We've been kind of covering that Aaron Rodgers saga for a little while, and also some things out of the, the Devontae Adams camp as well. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I think we'll just kind of get the, the outside of the Bears news covered first. Of course, Aaron Rodgers does come back. Um, which was sort of, you know, I don't know if it was unexpected. I, I thought that there's certainly a chance that, you know, Aaron Rodgers would leave, but at the same time, it was going to be tough to get done as time just dragged on. It was just kind of becoming a back and forth. It seemed like the sides weren't necessarily talking to each other. On the opening press conference, um, when he first came back and, and had his presser during training camp, you know, Aaron Rodgers definitely vented some of those frustrations, citing players that were let go, not necessarily tra treated fairly by upper management on their departure for the team that kind of set them back a bit. So he certainly didn't kind of hold back. Um, but at the same time, you know, he is going to be back there at least playing out this year. Um, and it kind of opens up the same drama for, for next year heading into 2022. I'm sure you all have seen the... Um, kind of like the projections, the odds as to what team that, you know, Aaron Rodgers could possibly land at. Overall, it's just uh, we knew we could potentially be in the situation. I think the idea of having Jordan Love step in for a time being and maybe it getting a little easier for us in the division was going to be a positive thing, of course, for the Bears. But 
at the end of the day, I mean, if this Bears team is going to be for real and want to see if they can, can compete with the best of the best, we might as well, you know, play play the best possible teams in the division, you know. Um, if this Bears team is really capable, they will go out there and play the Packers to their greatest ability and can beat them. And, you know, it's kind of like I've been a Michigan fan for a long time. It's like, oh, Michigan can never get over that hurdle of beating Ohio State. You know, the Bears need to get over that hurdle of, you know, at least losing one game to the Packers a year. And we're going to have to live with that for at least this next year, maybe heading into 2022. We can get a little bit excited if he's on the way out. Um, he's certainly kind of been a nemesis of the, these modern-day Bears times. But we can fully expect him to be back there in uniform, slinging the ball around. Um, but his his buddy, his number one wide receiver, Devontae Adams, um, is quite upset with the team as well. I know he recently vented his frustrations, believing that he deserves to be the, the top paid receiver in the league. And it seems like at the moment, that's not quite the offer that he's getting from the Packers. So, you know, he has been quite vocal about that. It seemed like early on in the offseason, it was a little bit more tame. Um, he was kind of just letting the, the Aaron Rodgers drama take the lead. But even before Rodgers came back, you know, that started to ramp up. It started to change a little bit. And it seems like um, that frustration, maybe along with what goes on with the treatment of Rodgers and all of that, could certainly see him possibly be on the way out as well. I mean, we're looking at a, a Packers team that could be looking very different in 2022. Or they could be looking similar. It's all just kind of a coin flip at this point. A lot of things are up in the air, and there's been a lot of a big part of this offseason has really just been kind of the rumorings about, you know, what goes on in that front office. You know, people, former executives saying that, you know, they're glad that they are out of that franchise now um, and that it's just kind of a mess. Overall, it's really easy to say when you're out of it and done. And I think it's pretty clear that the Packers have made some missteps in, you know, recent times. I know Austin and I have gone over that, you know, quite frequently. At the end of the day, this is a Bears podcast. Um, and you know, we got to stay focused on that. So I definitely like the turnover. It's been, um, the start of training camp, you know, Austin, and I have been very excited for this to come along and, you know, we're finally here, you know, pre training camp leads into preseason. Um, well, they kind of go together concurrently and then we head into the regular season and, you know, probably one of the most anticipated bear seasons in history is coming up. So this training camp is, is very important especially just get a new look at the team, even though there's not new faces everywhere. I mean, the Bears brought in quite a few exciting players to the draft. Um, didn't necessarily make any huge splashes via free agency, but a lot of excitement, of course, about fields and also just seeing how players like Cole Komet can progress in their second year. Um, a lot has been said about how many carries David Montgomery is going to get. So a lot of attention on the offense, but of course this defense has been kind of the mainstay of this team for, you know, really kind of the whole Nagy era, even though he's an offensive-minded coach. It's been the defense that has usually been fairly consistent. They've had their ups and their downs. Um, and it looks like that has stayed the same in training camps so far. They've come out to play. Defense is dominating a little bit. I don't think it needs to be um, any red flags about where the production of this offense is or is at. You know, of course, this is kind of a new feeling out process. They have Andy Dalton. They have Justin Fields, so both these quarterbacks are new, new to the system, and kind of have to pick it up and learn it for a little while. And it's really all about kind of getting that understanding, getting that flow, and also building chemistry with players. You know, this isn't Mitchell Trubisky coming back 
um, for his fourth training camp where he's seen um, that receiver room. He knows his backs, knows those veteran linemen pretty well. It's a feeling out process. So I don't think we should be worried about where the offense is at by any means. And really just kind of the news on the offensive side of the ball, one thing that I wanted to cover was Matt Nagy being pretty hopeful and really kind of talking about Demir Bird and Marquise Goodwin. Um, for Marquise Goodwin, a lot of it is just what he's been doing in the locker room as a leader, but also the athletic ability as well. I know that there was a little bit of buzz that came up uh, as far as him being a former Olympic athlete. A lot of people do think of him as kind of a, a track player that plays football, but Nagy was insisting that that's quite the opposite, that he is very football-minded and just brings those other athletic traits to the table. Um, I am looking forward to what Marquise Goodwin can bring. I think, you know, Austin and I were both a little iffy as far as, you know, is he a, one of those, another one of those veteran receivers that the Bears bring in that they can just cut after camp? Um, you know, we've seen it recently in the past, and, you know, whether if we go all the way back to Victor Cruz, um, you know, there's, there's a number of receivers that have kind of been in a similar situation that Marquise Goodwin was brought into. But it's seeming like it's ever more likely that he's going to be a fit more than someone like Ted Ginn Jr. was. And, and we're just going to have to see it play out. I mean, he's got that twitchy ability. I think every team is really kind of looking for someone like that. Obviously, the Chiefs exploit having that twitchy receiver very well, having that quick, responsive receiver. And I think that that's what the Bears are looking to get in Marquise Goodwin. Um, he's someone that has brought you know pretty good production in the past. He has his issues with injuries. But I think it's an exciting, you know, piece that could be added to this Bears offense. You know, Allen Robinson did a lot of focusing on getting his speed up this offseason. And Darnell Mooney is a shifty receiver as well. But bringing in just that extra added element of someone that is just really a nightmare for, you know, someone in the slot that is going to possibly have a safety or linebacker covering he just really creates a nightmare scenario for them. So the Bears can really exploit that opportunity. And it's interesting kind of bringing that up, talking about the slot receivers that the Bears talked about possibly putting Allen Robinson in the slot more. So it really seems like the Bears are just going to get a little bit more dynamic with their receivers and where they're lining up on the field and being a little more tactical with it. And I'm all about that. I really hope that they move things around a little bit because right now the Bears probably have the most depth at receiver that they've had in a really long time. And they need to exploit that, you know, even if it's still not a top five receiver room, maybe, maybe bordering the edge of top 10. And that still might be, you know, be a little courteous to them. I still want to see a little bit more production, but certainly a lot of promise with Darnell Mooney. We know we're getting, um, you know, a top of the charts receiver with Allen Robinson. And then hopefully, you know, people like Demir Bird, uh, Marquise Goodwin show up. Of course, Anthony Miller on the way out. Um, it's a different looking receiving room, but I really do expect some good things to show up from them, especially if Nagy can utilize them all around the field. I mean, we've seen this especially with football. I think modern day football has really just become about creating matchups. I mean, it, it's very much has been the name of the game for the past few years. It's just creating a matchup issue. It's very similar to what we see in other sports. Um, if you can just create a mismatch, you can consistently target that. And in football, when you have so many players on the field, you just have that opportunity even more on every single play to make some sort of mismatch happen. Now, of course, you know, really the strength in football teams is having the ability to create multiple mismatches. So you have, you know, multiple receivers that can, if they're lined up against the wrong guy, create a problem where, you know, you can kind of break through and 
you know, get a bigger than average play. So I, I think the Bears really do have the opportunity to make that more prevalent in their offense this year. I think they need to just utilize more of the field. And that can be accomplished by lining up players in, in more unique positions, mixing things up a little bit, so that the defense isn't just constantly seeing the same look all the time. And I, that would be a huge step up for this Bears team because I think, you know, 2019, even a little bit in 2020, this offense just seemed so stale. It, it really just was not entertaining to watch. You felt like you saw a lot of the same, um, very melbatose. And really just seeing more variety on that side of the football. And now is the perfect opportunity to do that. You got a, a sort of fresh, have some veterans in that receiver room, but just some new faces in there as well. New quarterbacks, and you're doing some shifting on the offensive line, um, a couple new running backs in the running back room. You know, now's the time to make that change. Um, so I really fully expect Matt Nagy to exploit what he can of that. And if not, he's really not bringing this offense up to the potential where it can be. You know, it, it's simple. It's simple as that. So I think that down the line, we really just need to watch and hope to see that it develops. And hopefully we see a little bit of in training camp as well, that it's not just, you know, words coming out of out of Nagy's mouth, which I, I feel like we do see sometimes he's, you know, okay at talking to the media. Um, media the media train bears sometimes can be, a lot of taking actions and words sometimes don't usually match up. But positive to see that there's some good reactions already with Marquise Goodwin and um, and Demir Bird already. And, and kind of just focusing a little bit more on the running backs now. Um, it was pretty quite publicized about the about Nagy saying that it's quite doable, very doable that Montgomery could get 20 carries a game. Um, and really just kind of talking up David Montgomery a bit, you know, so when you look at where David has been the last couple of years, getting him the football is a good thing, which, you know, nothing too crazy there. And it certainly has been the case. I think, you know, some fans are a little bit torn and I know that, you know, Montgomery is not the fastest running back in the league, but he is usually fairly consistent. And when the blocking is there, he's able to make it happen. I think whenever we've seen David Montgomery struggle, especially with his average, um, average per carry, you know, it's been because the offensive line has let them let him down a little bit. And, and of course, if he was a shiftier back, if he was a little bit more explosive or running back, he might be able to make, um, you know, some more of those people miss in the backfield. But we have to remember that we're talking about the the person that had the most yards after first contact. Um, I think basically all of last year, he's someone that usually does make that first person miss while he's just running through them or taking a little bit of sidestep and getting past the next tackler. So. I, I think that's overall really just a good thing to get him 20 carries a game. I will say this, though. I would not mind, you know, Montgomery getting the ball in different ways. You know, if he's getting 15 carries, but he's also being targeted, you know, five-plus times a game in different scenarios and utilizing him on different parts of the field. So not just necessarily a check down, but, you know, if it's some sort of other, you know, running back wheel route, um, some kind of cut back across the middle to exploit, you know, some kind of cover two if the linebacker's dropping off in the middle. Th- this is some, th- those are areas where we need to get the ball to Montgomery. Um, and even though he's not the most explosive, you get, get him the ball at the second level, he's going to be able to break off, you know, 15, 20 yard gains. And that, those are just the chunk plays that we have not seen the Bears get over the past couple of years. And sure, you can blame that a little bit on Trubisky. You can blame that a lot of it on Trubisky, okay? I'll, I'll take that back. But 
that still doesn't mean that there's not room for improvement. And the Bears had an opportunity to do that with Montgomery. They have new faces in the running back room as well. Um, aside from Montgomery, really the three other running backs that we have on the roster right now are kind of more of that shifty, elusive running back style. And of course, Tree Cohen's kind of the the ultimate, um, you know, <laughs> culmination of that idea, right? I mean, he's really kind of like the opposite spectrum of someone like David Montgomery, someone that's certainly not a power back by any means. Um, and uses his speed, size, and agility to get around defenders, and we'll have him back for this year as well. So it, it seems, and it's it's positive that this Bears team is trending in the direction of having and building up that arsenal of weapons and utilizing it all over the field. You know, Austin and I talked about, you know, Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet both last week and, and talking about how this offense still needs to utilize them. You know, how Jimmy Graham helped bring some red zone success last year and where we can see Cole Komet step up to the plate to, you know, make him be another person that the defense has to worry about. He's a great blocking tight end to start with, and, and I don't think he did awful as far as receiving the football, but I think he can be utilized better. Um, he is not like the Jimmy Graham type of tight end, but at the same time, he's someone that you can get out there on the play action, on the goal line, and just running into the flat there. That's that's Komet's wheelhouse. I mean, he's kind of like that old school tight end and you need to utilize him in that way. There's still a place for him in the modern day offense in this bears offense. So I think ultimately when we're looking at it, this bears team has a lot of opportunity to take a big step forward on the offensive side of the ball and just bringing some more diversity in what they're showing defenses. Um, you know, we don't need to be so melbatose, like I said before, and it doesn't need to be so constant. I mean, it's, they should be able to bring different packages, different players onto the field and give this, give opposing defenses different looks. They have that ability now. They're not the most talented offense in the whole league, but they're, they have enough pieces where they can make that happen. We're not in the doldrums of the 2015 days where it's like, who the hell are you going to throw the football to? You know, uh, <laughs> it's, we're better off than we were at that point. And Nagy, needs to use his offensive ability, his offensive wits to make the most of that. That's how you're going to succeed in today's game is by getting the ball to different players and utilizing their skill set. And sometimes that's going to change week from week. I mean, there's going to be some weeks where utilizing Darnell Mooney and the receiving core are, are going to be more important than pounding the football with David Montgomery. But on a week-to-week basis, this team now has the ability to adjust, kind of cater their offense to the op- the opposing defenses and exploit their weaknesses. So they need to make sure they're doing that on a week-in, week-out basis so we're not seeing the same offense that it felt like we were seeing um, really over the past two years where it, it seemed like we were seeing the same plays multiple times in the game and it, it shouldn't look like that. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't be calling the same plays multiple times in the game, but it shouldn't seem like everything's so patterned everything is so predictable because the second your offense is predictable it's just so much easier for the defense to crack down um you know we have a lot of great offensive mind minds in the game today we really have a lot of great defensive minds too and you start showing those predictive kind of patterns it doesn't take long for the good defensive coordinators of the league to kind of crack that code and really start busting it down so i think that's really my initial read off of the offense and training camp so far it's just opportunity. And, you know, hopefully the words that we're hearing out of, you know, Nagy, you know, kind of are fulfilled by actual actions. 
Of course, one of the negative sides of training camp are injuries. Um, one thing that's slightly concerning, but I guess it's not dire, is Tevin Jenkins. Um, you know, hasn't shown up for four training camp practices now, um, and has been sidelined with a kind of a, a nagging back injury. So hopefully we don't see him getting sidelined for too long. It's not one of those things that just hopefully becomes so nagging that, you know, we're struggling to see him out on the practice field. Uh, these are important reps that he needs to be getting as a rookie. So hopefully we can get him back as soon as possible. But in the meantime, others are going to have to step up to the plate and, you know, ultimately giving themselves an opportunity to show show their worth. But Tevin Jenkins, the, the second-round pick, I think, just about everyone was excited about his arrival. The first two picks of him and Justin Fields really kind of got everyone buzzing as far as feeling like this team is really finally making some moves into the right direction. Um, so we ultimately we want to see want to see him back on the field. It seems like it's really almost kind of a day to day, you know, thing at this point. Um, Nagy said the goal for Jenkins is to get him ready when pads go on, which will be the third of August, so next Tuesday. And, you know, hopefully have him ready and going for preseason and family fest and everything like that. But, yeah, it's just a little disappointing not seeing him out on the field right now. But hopefully this is something where sidelining him now allows him to play as many reps as possible throughout the rest of the season. And also on a kind of unique wrinkle with Carson Wentz out indefinitely, it does seem like possibly there is a trade suitor for Nick Foles which is, is great news for this Bears team. Um, <laughs> really kind of someone that's occupying that QB3 position that doesn't need to be on the roster in a very odd spot, and the Bears have been trying to offload him. It took the Bears a very long time to offload Anthony Miller, and possibly maybe they're going to get another chance to offload Nick Foles. You know, I could see the Colts' potential you know, suitor. Obviously, it makes sense to fit him in. He's someone that does have experience with Carson Wentz. And, you know, we're late enough in the offseason where Nick Foles is actually a decent target as far as if you need to pick up a quarterback right now in a pinch. Um, you know, as offseason progresses, the pickings become more slim and, you know, someone like Nick Foles might be someone that the Colts have to live with. So we'll see if the Bears are you're never going to expect much return out of a trade uh, with Nick Foles, but hopefully they can get that done because it would just clear up a, at least a roster spot and um, some cap as well. So it would be beneficial on both grounds there. This is not a player that the Bears are going to use this next year. I would be shocked if we saw Nick Foles take the field. I think ultimately um, Andy Dalton is kind of who is the presumptive number one. Uh, Nagy made a statement saying that it's not out of the question that Justin Fields could become starter. Now, that doesn't really tell us too much. I think that there's a higher chance that we'll see Dalton take the field on week one. With that being said, I think there, it's really kind of presumptive that if Dalton slips up, that Fields will be there to take his place rather quickly. I don't think Dalton will have all too long of a leash. And it also, goes, also is good to hear that, hey, if Justin Fields shows up to this training camp and is balling out and does well in preseason, that we could see him week one. You know, it's not completely out of the question. I felt like Nagy almost kind of had to say it. But, you know, with Dalton, with Fields, you know, more likely we're probably going to see Dalton week one. We're at the very least going to see him probably take the majority of snaps at the beginning of the first preseason game. 
you know, that's kind of just his right that he's earned as a veteran um, is kind of at least having that starting peg ahead in this quarterback battle. With that being said, though, hopefully, you know, that's my hope ultimately, is that if Justin Fields really kind of comes into this training camp and plays his heart out and shows, you know, basically why the Bears took him at the position that they did, that they at least give him that opportunity. Uh, Austin and I have hit on it multiple times before. I think Justin Fields is not a quarterback that needs to sit for a year to really kind of learn the game. Um, he's someone more like a Deshaun Watson where you kind of plug him in right away and let him go go for it. He's had quite a bit of experience playing. I know the offensive, or the offensive state, oh my goodness. The Ohio State system is a unique one in doing some you know wide receiver option routes, plays that take a little bit longer to develop. So it might that might be the biggest learning curve for Justin Fields is learning kind of how to operate in a little bit more efficient, quicker than matter, uh, getting the ball out of the pocket a little bit quicker. With that being said, he's also someone that can improvise and is really a great student in the game. He's a quick learner. Um, a lot of that's been showed on kind of just how he tested it and his recall ability that he has and his abilities to you know already learn the Bears playbook and, and know it well. So it's about putting in kind of that you know pen to paper and, and making it go. You know, if we see him kind of connect the dots over this training camp early on, I, I really want him to get the shot to start week one. Um, but overall, I'm not going to be disappointed if he doesn't get that opportunity as long as it was just, which, you know, is a matter of opinion. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be a little bit biased towards Fields taking the, the field sooner, but, you know, it, it's something that we need to at least keep an eye on. But ultimately, where I was started off with on that little tangent was that, you know, Foles doesn't really have a place. The, the Bears aren't you know, needed him. He is a, a good locker room guy. Of course, there's a lot of great press in the past and even, you know, currently that Nick Foles is just a good leader, a good guy to have around the locker room. But they have Andy Dalton. They have that veteran quarterback presence. They do not need field or Foles by any means. So, hey, if the calls can be a potential spot to kind of dump him off on, um, with all due respect to Nick Foles and what he's done over his NFL career, by all means. <laughs> That's pretty much what I'm saying at the, with that. Um, and, yeah, I think overall, um, when we look towards the defensive side of the ball, just kind of the opportunity for some of – I want to see ultimately how the the defensive back situation shakes out. Um, we do have some new faces. Of course, Jalen Johnson is kind of the mainstay. Um, cornerback one, and also just kind of keeping track over this camp – some of those newer faces along the front seven as well, hoping that the middle linebackers um, stay healthy because we do not have a lot of depth there. But definitely got into it a little bit earlier in the podcast about how you know the defense has been playing well so far. Of course, they are there are it's not a complete revolving door. There are some newer faces on this defense, but they have you know, still kind of kept up their, their gelling abilities so far in training camp. So it's going to be really interesting. I'm really excited for this first preseason game to see how everything kind of gels together. We're still a little ways out from that training camp to just start. But I tell you what, guys, it was great to hop on this podcast. Obviously, it was going to be a little bit shorter as far as, you know, just kind of not having that same conversational um, feel with Austin and I. But hopefully soon um, we can at least get another co-host on here to kind of bring a little bit of that fuel back 
and it will definitely be better. And like, like I mentioned with Austin earlier, um, this is by no means permanent, um, just something unexpected. We couldn't quite control it. Um, but yeah, I appreciate everyone for listening and for your continued support. Um, and we're definitely gonna be looking to bring as much quality content as we can to you guys still. It's still number one of our number one priorities. We take so much pride in what we have built with this podcast so far. So um, but this is just kind of a minor setback at the moment. Uh, but I appreciate all y'all for listening um, and being able to listen to my voice for, for just about half an hour. But, you know, bear down, guys, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one.